Alienation version 2.0. I am Dan. Episode 197. There it is. What do you think? That sounded good, dude. Yeah, well, the guys are all here this week. Jesse's not playing playing whatever yeah. is you were playing last week. It's playing in the woods. Doctor. <laughs> playing in the woods. Doctor in the woods. Playing in the woods. Playing doctor in the woods. Yeah, I'd take you know, I'd take that. There's definitely worse things you could say as woods. What were you doing in the woods? I was camping. He was fishing. Now was it was it real camping? It was like fifty percent real camping because we there, had a was trailer. There a pool? Uh there was a pool. I didn't swim, but there was a pool. So it, it's like fifty percent real camping. What do you mean? Wait, wait. There was a swimming pool where you went camping? Yeah, we were at, we were at like a camp grounds like a camp like a thousand trails campground yeah so that wasn't but, really but, in the woods hold on well actually that it was is, like a pool it is in the woods with a couple of trees planted around it. no this is actually like a ton of trees but it's okay but what i do want to point out is this is much further than 10 minutes away from my house oh i think that was a mm. i think that was a little jab <laughs> there at nick i think yeah wait why you gotta be like that I don't know. I just, they were starting to throw me under the bus and it just happened. And it just, <laughs> yeah, he was pulling himself out inch by inch. Decided to throw you under the bus, Nick. Yeah. No, it was a, it was a good weekend. So, but I'm glad to be back. So that's all you did? Oh, you wanted me to like go? Mm, yes. Yeah, that, sure. He is okay. the flow master. <laughs> all right. Well, it was a good weekend. I, you know, I found out after I already got to the campsite. So I worked worked last Friday, left for camping right after work, and I found out once I got there that I totally should have brought a heli because there's a huge field um, probably two, 300 yards away from where we were camping. And so would have been a great opportunity, but I know you guys are going to give me crap for this one, but going to have to take a no-fly. Again. Oh, no fly. That's okay, though. I'll, I will take it. I've actually been up to quite a bit. A, a lot's happened in the last couple of weeks. So the first thing was I kind of went on a little bit of a selling spree. It's like looking around the garage going, hmm, I have a lot of stuff in here that I really don't use. Both heli-related and even non-heli-related stuff. It's just you're not getting used, time for you to go. So lots of stuff's up for sale right now. I got transmitter my futaba 8fg i was still hanging on to that because if you guys remember i still have a multi-rotor floating around don't fly very often but still floating around so i i did hang on to the 8fg so that i could still fly that thing but 8fg is up for sale multi-rotor is up for sale um and all my like everything multi-rotor 
is up for sale. All the FPV stuff, the gimbal, the multi-rotor platform, just the whole kit, just package it all up and it's gone. Huh. Well, I'm hoping it'll be gone soon. I'm out of it. I mean, it's one of those things where it sounds like a really cool idea. I did use it quite a bit when I first got it. Over in Pullman, I was using it uh, quite, you know, enough to make it worth having. But since I've been back, it just, it's just sat there. And, you know, every day or every month it sits there that, you know, it's the flame wheel F550. So it continues to lose value. And I'm like, finally, it's, it's not going to get used. So it might as well go and I get what I can out of it and put it towards something else. And then what is that something else? Oh, I'm not sure yet. Really? Or are you just, you just playing hard to get? I'm playing a little hard to get, but you picked up on that one quickly, Justin. What's that? Well, Nick? there's, I, I can tell you one thing that that stuff's going towards that is not so heli related. I mean, we use them at Fun Flies, but I have already sold my camera to put money towards a new camera. But ah, you and you know, that'll Nick. be that'll be gearing up for the Fun Fly and taking pictures and video and you know, kind of working that aspect of it a little bit. But you know. There's still going to be a little bit left over after that, so we'll see what it we'll see what it goes towards. The next thing I've been trying to work through is my truck. So finally got you know the truck that I wanted. I can hook a camper up or tow a trailer to the fun flies, and it's you know it's going to suit my needs for what I want, both for helis and not for helis. But now I got to try to figure out what the best way is to get everything back and forth to the field without just I guess, for you know, lack of better words, loosely tossing everything in the back of the truck. I'd really like to come up with some sort of system to, you know, be able to secure some stuff down in the back. So, uh, just reduce the risk of stuff rolling around or the generator tipping over and some stuff like that. So the first step is thinking a tonneau cover, but without having the plastic bed liner in there, I'm really stuck on how I can get. Because I, well, for the the plastic bed liner, I would basically just start bolting stuff down to it, right? It doesn't, not a huge deal. And I could just start just bolting stuff down to the bed, but eh, not quite yet. So I'm curious, and I know, Dan, you just got a new truck. I don't know if you've been to the field with your truck yet or not. But, and you don't have a trailer currently. I mean, are you doing anything? Well. Get your stuff back and forth? Or are you just doing the toss and pray? No, I just, um... I fold my back seats down. It turns into a little platform back there. Mm-hmm. I can put about four and helicopters. Everything goes in there? Four helicopters. I keep the nitro stuff in a box in the truck. Generator and everything in there? Oh, I keep a generator in the back of my truck. In the Okay. Generator in the back. Kelly's in the front. Yeah. Gotcha. So, yeah, mine, mine does something similar. I'm, I don't know. I'm kind of leaning towards a keep everything in the back of the truck route, but... Uh, we'll see. I'll I'll tweak it. I'll get there. So, bed rug. What was that? Bed rug. Bed rug. Bed rug. Mm. What is that? Where's With that? just like Velcro. That's right. Or okay. So you generator just won't stuff. slide. Nothing will slide. You can throw all your stuff, stand it up right there in the back, and then just use some. What about like the the rubber pads, or does it have to be the rug, like a big you know like a rubber bed liner type pad? Well, what are you going to strap the helis down to? Well, that's what I mean. So you would Velcro the helis down, then just set everything else on there? 
Uh, I don't know. Yeah, I just Velcro the helis downstream yeah. to the bed rug. What is I, a bed rug? It's just a pre-fitted uh, kind of a waterproof carpet. So it's like more of an indoor-outdoor type. Yeah, it's an indoor-outdoor. It's based off of about half inch of thick, um, more of a rubber styrofoam or a rubber foam so that it won't get moldy and and it, it dries out quickly. But it's basically kind of like indoor-outdoor carpet, a thick pad Actually, of But it's still kind of fuzzy enough that Velcro yeah. sticks to it. And it, yeah. doesn't, like, it doesn't wear to no. the point where it won't stick to Velcro no. at some point? Uh, not mine. I mean, I did You've had that yours for, for quite a while. Yeah, long time. How and far it's are quick you guys driving to your field? It. Huh? How far away is your guys' field? I mean... Not, I'm like 15 miles. A lot of stop but and it's go not traffic? Like, <laughs> no, it's not like a straight road. There's roundabouts. I'm not sure what your point is, Dan. Well, I I put a generator... Dan in, in Montana and drives 35 miles an hour everywhere he goes. I, and in it's a straight line. Straight I put a line, generator so. in the back of my truck. I put a... Uh, I don't know how big the box is in the back of my truck and I put it in a spot and I go and when I get to the field, it's in the same spot. Yeah, that's Montana. Hmm. Yeah. Nice and straight. Not here. We have Canadians and I need to be able to dodge, flip off, yeah, and slam on my brakes at any point in time. Yeah. I'm always worried about the heli flying off to one yeah, side of the back over. of the car, I've... tipping over or something yeah. like that. And you guys are pussies. Exactly. I've but actually other, started laying them down on their side. Oh, there you go. <laughs> but the other thing that kind of goes with the carpet is you have to have the tonic cover because you probably don't want that in the weather. No. All the time. Getting wet. I would I would imagine anyways. Jesse, it'd be a lot easier if you just go buy a yeah. small trailer. It would. You'd, <sighs> you're just going to save yourself so much heartache. Yeah, but you can so, go spend this and that and all that, but you're just going to end gonna up You're going to end up with a trailer anyway, no, dude. Eventually, I'm going to end up with a trailer. Well, but not this week, probably not next week, and probably not the following week. How about so, the week after for, that? <laughs> well, uh, we know you're not going to end while. up with a trailer that fast because it'll take you twice that long to decide on which one, even if you were ready to buy. Well, and then you got to remember, <laughs> oh, once I oh. once I decide on one, then I have to wait for the right deal. Right, you got to wait until it yeah. goes on sale. Or so, yeah. geez, we're looking at at least a year trying to find a coupon, a coupon, a coupon, a coupon, a coupon clipper. Well, you you can use mine when Nick's done with it till I come get it. Yeah, yeah there you go, Dan. What are you doing with your little mini one that yeah. we saw at Othello? It's still here. I use it. I'm using it tomorrow. I thought you just said you put everything in your truck. I can't lift my scooter into my truck. Oh, okay. If I could lift gotcha. my scooter into my truck, I would probably wouldn't need my scooter. <laughs> Touche. <laughs> well Very said. Well played. Definitely yeah. didn't think about it like that. <laughs> no, that's all I put on it's there like is, the my, g- is my scooter. And, it, and, you know, it's just too easy, you know. So. Does it have like a ramp yeah. you just drive up? Were you not? Didn't you? You didn't see my trailer when you were. I didn't see. It's just how much in, how much you're invested in me. I see how much you give a yeah. shit about what I'm doing. Didn't even see how I use my trailer. Yeah. Well, now you know. <laughs> Nothing to say, huh? No, I'm still right. waiting for you to answer the question. <laughs> no, it's just a little ramp. Just scoot it right. Just back it right up onto the trailer. All right. A little two by six ramp. Two of them. 
one on each side. Are you done? <laughs> yes, sir. Yeah, come on, Dan. You, That's it, very, this is, very interesting. I mean, this is very Jesse's intriguing. section here. I, You're just, very anyone going to talk about helicopters? I was just going to. Am I? Just answering the question. Just messing with. <laughs> All right. Okay. I'm bringing it back. So my last announcement of the week, and I am, I am extremely confident. I would bet money that probably no one right now could guess yeah i would I, that's pretty fair probably at least none of you four or three can guess what i'm about to announce you're coming back next week as jenner solomonson had <laughs> a surgery oh yeah <laughs> it didn't go well <laughs> jessica jessica no 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 i have decided to resign from team compass Saw that coming a mile oh. away. Ah, oh, Dan, you're killing me. Yeah, that wasn't all that suspenseful, dude. No. I was gonna say I was waiting for. So who are you gonna? How about, who are you how gonna? About a, can we collectively all say finally? Uh, finally, bummer. Who are you gonna whore yourself out to next? No, I'm. I'm enjoying the free life, Dan. Seriously, he's dude. He's, Seriously. Gonna, he's gonna play the field a little. I bit. like. I it. am playing. I like the it. Field. You know? No, it was. You know, it actually was really a tough decision because. Honestly, it it wasn't the helis, it wasn't the people. You know, I I did really enjoy being on the team. They treated their pilots really good. Um, but I think it's just Time for you, know, a you finally start getting that itch, or you you know, and you gotta gotta do something gotta different. Scratch you gotta scratch exactly. You gotta scratch that itch. You got to. You're sick of Germans. You want to move on to Taiwan <laughs> and China. So many Italy. analogies. <laughs> yeah, we'll we'll see. We'll see where it heads. But for the time being, you know, no heli sponsor, and it feels great. So now, I, th- I think it's time to start doing a little shopping around. And okay, now are you a little get, bit? Are you going to get rid of any of your compasses, dude? I I probably will um, get rid of the Chronos and the Warp. I believe so. Okay, well those are those are have. the only two compasses. So, so, so. <laughs> So that was a longer way to say yes. Yes. <laughs> but, it, you know, and that's mostly to fund other new exciting things. So I, I don't know. I guess the main thing I want to get across it is it's not because of the models. I think everyone here knows that I really did enjoy flying the helis. And they're reliable. They flew great. And you know, they're just a solid machine for me. And for the time that I flew for them, they served their purpose. And I really enjoyed it. But kind of reached that point in the hobby where... I think it's just time to move on and look forward and see what else there is out there. Cool, so, dude. And it be, some, I mean, it really is. As much as we give you a hard time about knowing it was coming, it's a pretty big deal. Yeah, I've been flying for him for four years. So Any hints? Nope. No hints. Huh? None. You'll see. I'm sure it won't be too long. Yeah, I already know what it is. Do you? Yeah. I'm yeah. not going to say anything. You don't want to say anything. Else. Okay. Uh, yeah. Mm-hmm. So that's all I got. Stay tuned. There oh. will be changes. Exciting stuff. KSE Fascinating. Going to go with Air Hog, huh? Air Hog? No, I'm going to get the whole Blade lineup. Didn't you see the new 230 that's coming <laughs> out? <laughs> all the way, baby. Obviously. All the way up to the little Red Bull one. <laughs> 
craziness. That's big news, man. Yeah, I'm I'm actually really excited. It's I I think it's going to be really good for me personally as well. Just switch things up. I'm I whatever I plan on getting, it's going to be new. Um build a, you know, build a brand new heli and start from there. So so that's that's kind of going to further your lack of flying this season, right? Why do you say because, that? Well, because you're going to sell two of your three helicopters. And buy... He doesn't fly those anyway, though. What? What's that, <laughs> Nick? He doesn't fly those anyway because he doesn't have any <laughs> yeah, batteries so to fly. What's right. So, in other words, going from three that I don't fly to <laughs> one that I don't fly has no effect. He'll just no keep effect. flying the N7. None. No no effect. So, no, I, I think it'll be a, a quick quick turnaround. I'm, I'm actually going to start tearing stuff down this weekend and pulling electronics, motors, speed controllers, and I'll probably pull the trigger on something new before I even get these up for sale. So, whoa, that way I'm, I'm not down for more than a week getting something whoa. new built. Whoa, what are you selling that airframe no. for? The Kronos, how much? You want for it? Like $4,000. That's wow. It. That's it, huh? Yeah, do you want to buy it, Dan? Well. Yeah, it's got this little aftermarket part on it. I can't tell you about it, but. Well, cool, dude. So, yeah. Good for that's, you. That's what I've been up to. Moving We're on. Making some moves, making some changes. It's going to be fun. I'm excited. Thanks. Hey, Nick, those custom charging cases you've been putting together lately are awesome. But what would I do if I thought that was all a little bit too far over my head? Ah, man, I got you. You're going to want to head over to Progressive RC and check out their charging case combos. These bad boys are ready to go right out of the box. And if you change your mind and end up feeling a little bit adventurous, Progressive also has all the accessories needed to build one yourself. Sweet, man. I'm going to head over to www.progressiverc.com today to check out my options. I will take this one. Uh, minimal flying, although I am get flying in. Barely. And I, I'm going to call it barely. Like one and a half flights? Two. No, they're full flights. Okay. They're full flights, but my entire fleet is definitely getting neglected. I completely admit it. I finally got started. I've been flying uh, back to the Trioblin again. I've got some cool stuff from SAB that I'm trying. Right now, which I'm really digging. Uh, so I've been flying that one. And then um, I finally got a chance last night to start putting the um, hobby wing into the 570. I don't have it finished yet because I started kind of late. But I've got the trailer at that point where the hobby side of it is basically finished. Um, it's ready to use. It's ready to haul to the field. I can, I, uh, let's see, I have two more holes to drill and then my whole charger setup's all ready to go. So th thankfully I've been really putting in the, putting in the late hours, but it's ready to go. So that's really good. So I kind of, it was kind of nice to sit out there on that nice big new bench and be like, wow, I think I'm going to wrench on a heli. This is a little odd feeling. But I'm going to roll with it. So really, really good. I'm um, hoping to get out for sure this weekend. I want to get that 
want to get that flown in the 570. So nothing too super exciting on the flying front. Um, I still am in the middle of, I did uh, a couple nights ago, I put a couple hours into it, really getting into the Rev Electrics, the GT500 charger. Totally loving it. Really, really digging it. So I think the only, I'm pretty much at the point now where I need to, uh, you know, I've uh, in the review, I've kind of got my user interface portion of it all done, build quality all done. Um, that, that portion, it's just plug it in, start putting the hurt to it. So along with that, is I finally got my power supply and the GT500 and my AC plug all mounted in my little charge-and-go case, the little teeny one that I was working on. So once I get, um, I just need to get a couple power wires made to go in between the plug and the power supply because this is so small, I can't even use a regular like cord end to plug into the power supply. Is it just one power supply in there? Yeah, just a single one. Okay. Yep. Nice. Yep. Yeah, it's so short. I mean, the, the case butts right up against the end of it. Uh, that little tab that sticks out, you know, that kind of locks the cord in, the case goes right up to the end. So I can't even plug a regular cord in there. So we're going individual wires, and I'll put some nice spade connectors on there and tighten them up and get it all plugged in. Then... uh. Should be a really slam dunk deck lid, and that thing's ready to go. I mean, when I say deck lid, it's like <laughs> eleven inches by seven inches or something like that. So yeah, that I'm is excited. tiny, yes, dude. Is. Holy shit, dude! It is. I need to is, see a picture of this. Well, okay, you know what size the DPS twelve hundred is? Yes, I have less than a quarter inch on the output side. And the little spring tab thing that sticks out of the input side. Well, you know the black handle that comes on them? Mm-hmm. Yeah, take those off. I had yeah. to take the handle off. <laughs> wow. <laughs> so it's 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 <laughs> ass to nuts in there. It's tight, that's for sure. Yep, works perfectly. And I got the, the charger sitting like with the, you know, they have the raised up section on the back of the charger. They don't sit flat. Mm-hmm. That's kind of dropped over the back of the power supply so that it sits down flat. And I actually had to take the top case of the power supply off the metal case on the top just to get that last little 16th of an inch. Got it all stuck in there. It's going to be sick, man. I'm really excited. I'm going to, I'm going to even, it's so small. I'm not even going to do fans. I don't think so. I'm just going to do grills because it's like the, the fan for the power supply is is like freaking right outside the, of the case. <laughs> yeah, it's right there <laughs> on the end of the case. So we'll see how it goes. I mean, if I need to put one on one side, uh, you know, do like a little bit of a polar fan, then I will. But um, I should be able to get, I'm just going to do 40 millimeter fan grills. Nothing fancy. I don't think that it'll put out that much heat being that, um, you know, 500 watt. Yeah, yeah, that's the plan. That's it. I think that's all I got for the week. I am, dude, I'm just so excited to get back out and like normally fly out of my trailer like normal. Go back to the field like normal. 
start flying again like normal, just normal, 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 back to normal. As opposed to abnormally flying? Well, I just, dude, it's like <laughs> project after project. And, and when I've been flying, I've been in a hurry. It's been on a very limited amount of time, you know, like, uh-huh. okay, got to get out here. I'm going to get like three flights in and then go, you know, no matter if that takes me 20 minutes and I'm only going to spend 20 minutes. And it that hasn't sucks, dude. Yeah, it really hasn't been enjoyable. It's like the last. I would say two to three weeks have been flying just to fly, not flying to have fun. And I, I really don't like to do that. Um, it, it's just, it's like a big, you know, big no-no. So it, it will be nice. Dude, I did come have down a, here this weekend. I, you know, I would, except there are those... Uh, I will be Saturday and a good portion of Sunday. I'm going to get out, I think, Sunday evening, but I got to wire my house because we are at that point. We have hit that point. Well, get that done and then come down. I'll be out on Sunday. Bang it out real quick. Yeah, come on. Well, and then I did kind of have that uh, little minor nuance of losing reversed in my BMW. Oh, (laughs) yeah. Yeah, that's so that that's, w- you know, perfect timing when you're in the middle of a remodel. Yeah. Stacking one expensive thing on top of another expensive thing. Yeah. And everyone's like, oh, well, at least you could fix it. <laughs> yeah. You know, like you need one more thing to do. It, it, here's how it plays out. Uh, it's like a six hour tranny job, right? Okay. So. Normal shop rate. Let's just say you're 100 bucks an hour. So that's 600 bucks. Okay, so you're right. I am saving $600 on a transmission that cost me $2,500. Oh, that is not, a nice 700 class heli. Not that much of a least you could do it yourself. <laughs> spent. <laughs> 95k on my damn house what's another 2500 no i don't know what i'm gonna do with it you know what i want to do i want to find a job closer to home and then so i don't need the car that's what i think that's gonna be my remedy car's broke find a new job (laughs) (laughs) nice yeah oh well whatever i'm gonna forget about it so yep that's it for me well i'll go next I um got my charging case put together. Nice. Sweet, yeah. dude. So I'm back up to Wow, that took you a long time. I know. It took me uh well over a month and a half. Slacker. <laughs> <laughs> How are you liking it now? I love it. Kind of back where I was. I just threw in a new one and left the old one in and Oh, you didn't make like any improvements or no. upgrades. Why? Why? Yeah. It's just a charger, man. Doesn't need any because bells and whistles, does it? That's what we do. Not when we're in a hurry and we just want it to work. Fair point. So got it together. Works great. I've gotten a couple emails. Is that me beeping? No, that one was mine. Damn it. What? Anyway, I've gotten a couple emails. People were wondering about the castle 
uh, ESC. Mm-hmm. Just curiously asking me how much did it cost to have those guys redo that and all that good jazz. It was only uh, 15 bucks. It took them about, well, it was about seven days from like when I dropped it in the mailbox and when I physically picked it up. That includes time it waited at the post office for me to come get it. So it was. Uh, That's just nuts. Yeah, 15 bucks and five bucks shipping. So I think that was pretty good service. Quick, easy. They got it back to me. No problems. Nice new, you know, eight gauge wires on the ESC. Did they send you back your old wires for souvenirs? No, they didn't. No, about what don't wasn't, do, a, wasn't about enough not left. to do again? Oh, okay. There's nothing there. <laughs> not enough left. They sent a little note. Don't do that ever again. <laughs> Bad. So I got that back. <laughs> and uh, so I went flying last weekend. Uh, never did fly anything but nitro. <laughs> I took both electrics but didn't fly them. Wait a minute. Wait a minute. I thought it was nice. like... Remaiden of one, and you were going to maiden the E700. Well, what I said is, that's my plan. But my heart's not set on it, because I have nitro fuel left. Not much. No, actually, I'm pretty damn close to out right now. So tomorrow I have to fly them. Either that or bite the bullet mm-hmm. and buy some fuel from the hobby shop. It's time to make a new fuel order. That's going to hurt. <laughs> so, got to get that done. So, no, I mean, you know, I went on Saturday and the weather was just phenomenal. Nice, sunny, a little on the warm side, but not bad. Was wishing I had a trailer, didn't have a trailer. Got to get that remedied. I mean, you know, big trailer to sit in. Not a little... Yeah. 48-inch Not your scooter trailer. <laughs> Not a 48-inch <laughs> flatbed trailer. That doesn't help much when it comes to the sun. Looking forward to tomorrow. I maybe have two two tanks of nitro left. So I got to get that, uh, got to get the electrics going. And they're in my truck. I can fit four helis in that truck in the back seat. Just the helis, though. I can't, I can't put anything else in there because be on top of the helis. But. That's pretty spacious, dude. Yeah, two going one way, two going the other. Yeah, but I can't, you know, and then I could put like a radio case and a charger case in the front seat or and a nitro stuff in the lockable box in the back. That's about it. So, yeah, I'll be heading out um, in the evening. It's kind of what I did last weekend. I didn't worry about the morning so much. And uh, getting some flying in. Bought some more. I had to get more uh, of the Castle bullets kind of finish off the last of my batteries to get everything all ready to go for there. And that uh, didn't really, no, I didn't really, I did, oh, I got a silly little story. It's got absolutely nothing to do with helicopters, but I was selling some stuff and I had it all packaged up, took it into the, uh, after I packaged it up, took it into the, there's like a 50 pound box of just junk and, um, was walking into the, <laughs> into the, uh, pack and ship to get some UPS. And I started feeling that my belt get a little loose. <laughs> I carrying a 50 pound box <laughs> and I'm like, Oh, this isn't good. I get about three feet from the counter. Pants drop to my ankles. <laughs> oh yeah 
Nice. I am here to show you the giblets. That was fun. I would like you to package these up and ship them. Put them in some bubble wrap. Watch that package. Uh, don't tape. use the tape, though. Please don't use the tape. <laughs> no, it was a humbling experience. You know, I'm. I, I got to tell you, I'm really. I just want to get. I. I uh, I'm not going to do it, Nick. Don't worry. But I really am tempted to come get that trailer because I'm starting. Like I said, I'm. I'm. I'm trying to. You know, get all my parts that are scattered between here and work into one location, and um, it's starting to become a mess. Like a, just a big pile of heli parts in the middle of my living room in a Tupperware box. And uh, I need to get that all sorted out so I can start working on some stuff. But I'm not going to do it. I'm going to wait for Snohomish. Well, okay. <laughs> now it's okay. Last week it was, <laughs> you're an ass. I just need like a week's notice. Yeah, It doesn't make any sense to drive... 1200 miles and then three weeks later drive drive that same drive again yeah well, it's never stopped me before yeah, yeah. Lots common of stuff sense doesn't will make get sense. you nowhere yeah yeah I don't know that truck doesn't like to pack pass up gas stations so I think I'll I think I'll wait <laughs> I think I'll wait other than that guys that about wraps it up oh one thing uh, I suppose we'll talk about it at some point but yeah we'll wait because I'm sure we'll, we'll talk about the heli freak thread that we put up last week at some point oh yeah yeah <laughs> so that about uh about does it for me justin how about you with all the time and money you put into your hobby the last thing you want to do is throw away your flight experience on bad blades from the feel of the heli in the air to its appearance on the ground which blades you choose to bolt on is one of the most important decisions you have to make that's why you need to put those old and busted blades to the side and make the switch to some new hotness. Brought to you by Burt Kammerer of BK Designs, switch rotor blades are sure to put the finishing touches on your heli. Whether you're into sport flying, hard 3D, or F3C, switch rotor blades will get the job done on everything from a 250 to an 800 class heli. And we're not just talking about main blades here. Switch has tail blades and night blades too. So stop wasting your time not flying the last brand of blades you'll ever need and make the switch today. www.switchrotorblades.com This this week has been absolutely ridiculous. Uh, we've been talking about burning candles at multiple ends and... It just continues. Uh, you know, work has certainly not let up. Although, as we speak right now, I am officially off work until Monday the 10th so that I can go to Urcha. So that feels really good. But uh, over the last week, uh, it's just been rough. There's been so much heli stuff to do. Basically, I've been working on getting the last couple of bits and pieces done with uh, my packing system for the Urcha trip. In fact, I think I sent you guys a couple of pictures of my uh, my heli case, right? Mm-hmm. Yes, what did. do you think? Mm-hmm. 
Doesn't it look <laughs> like a like a child's coffin? Did you do what I told you to do? I haven't yet. <laughs> Damn it! I forgot. I put your kid in there. No, no. Damn, I, oh, so that's yeah. put your kid in there sleeping and take a picture. Dan wanted me to put a heli in there on resting on a pillow on its and side. Take a picture. <laughs> I think mine's more controversial. Yeah, I well, yeah. I would agree. Yeah, mine'll spark more conversation. Yeah, careful. The Cecil the Lion people will come after you. <laughs> <laughs> You're right. You're right. <laughs> that one might backfire on you there, Justin. Anyway. Yeah, uh, I got, so I, I put all that foam into the actual case. And I'll tell you what, that was a bigger pain in the butt than I expected. Uh, I had originally planned to use either double-sided tape or like a spray adhesive. You know that the it comes in like a spray can, like spray paint, and it goes on kind of rubbery. And then it sticks and you can lay down, you know, carpet or that sort of a thing that didn't work all that well. So I ended up cleaning that up and crazy as it sounds, the good old fashioned glue gun worked the best mm. to uh, to hold that foam in there. Heck yeah, man. I, yep. I use hot glue on on foam all the time. Oh yeah. See, I didn't think it was going to do anything, but man, it sticks really nice. So there are a couple of other things that I need to do to get that completely ready, but I've basically broken down. So you guys saw my at Othello, you saw my charging case. I've taken the charging case apart. Well, I've taken the power supplies and the charger out of the case and kind of, uh, stuck those together in a little bit more compact of a configuration so that I don't have to carry the case with me. And the chargers and power supplies are basically going to go inside the heli carrier protected by some foam. Same thing with the radio. The radio will go in there. I took the insert out of the my radio carrying case so that it fits all custom to the jetty, but it'll just sit at the bottom of the the golf bag. So that that's coming along. Uh, still a little bit, a little bit of work to do there. But this was a big week uh, in terms of just overall milestones. We talked last week about the fact that we're going to be doing a review on the Gowie R5. The Gowie R5 has shown up. Posted a quick little teaser pic on Facebook. There will be more to come there. Uh, let me just say it showed up yesterday evening and, I at this point I have about an hour left of work on it before it's ready to be maidened. It will likely be maidened tomorrow, Saturday, and then it is going to Urcha with me. Wow. Nice. Not messing around. Nope. Yeah. I, I, I really thought it would be, uh, it would be kind of fun to get it together quickly Maybe even compete it in Mini Unlimited B at the Urcha Speed Cup and then uh, come back and, uh, you know, do a little bit a uh, little bit more picture taking and whatnot and pull the review together like we usually do. So it, it's not necessarily going to be a quick review. Um, I will do my regular thorough review like usual, uh, but I wanted to get it up and running for Urcha because I figured that would be pretty cool. They're only... I think it's me, 
Mitch Moroza and JC Zankel are the only three people right now in the U.S. that have one of these. And the official release is August 13th. So it'll be kind of fun to um, play around with it a bit, and I'm sure people will be interested to see it at Urcha. Uh, without going into too much detail, it is an impressive kit. I don't know, have you guys ever built a Gowie before or, or owned a Gowie? Nope. No. Yes. I think it's Dan, the yes. one that I have not. Oh, you're right, dude. Yeah, you, you used to have the X5, right? Yes. I was just listening to an episode uh, today while I was working on the R5 when you and Rob were talking about it. So what what really struck me as as impressive was... The way it's packed, it's a lot cleaner of a packing job in the box than most of the helis I'm used to. And they actually have bags that are labeled with the fastener size and type in there. Instead of just giving you like a bag full of 400 fasteners and you have to go and figure it out on your own. I mean, you know, little the little subtle things, but that's pretty freaking cool. Nice. Yeah, so uh, that guy will get Maiden this weekend and then somehow crammed inside of the box with the other two helis. Uh, So that's one end of the candle getting burnt. In addition to that, I got the Diablo Speed remaidened after the little mishap with the tail and this time with the new X Nova Speed motor. And holy crap, guys. I so I got I got a couple of just quick flights in after work a a few days ago just to make sure that the thing was going to stay in one piece. It did, didn't really even get up uh <laughs> much above 2000 or 2100 rpm. Went out today, day, uh today being Friday, my day off, and actually put some flights on it and started tuning it and cranking it up. This thing is I'm being completely honest with you, it is scary how much more power this thing has than my 4535. Really? I, I was not expecting it. I am being completely honest. Uh, I mean, it pulls much, much harder, much more mm. aggressively um, to the point where I kind of had to. I, it took me a couple of flights just to get back into flying it as aggressively as I had been on the 4535. Uh, on the 45 series motor, I was at the point where. By the time I'm at the top of the reverse half cube in eight and rolled over inverted, I'm pretty much at full collective so that I can pull through the last bit of the loop at as as high speed as possible. Well, doing that with the with the speed edition motor was a little disconcerting. So (laughs) I had to do some tuning um getting comfortable with it. But I am now my last flight I left off at. 2800 rpm and 16 degrees of pitch and it's only losing like 50 to 75 rpm in a in a hard pull you say 28 2800 revolutions per minute (laughs) (laughs) 16 degrees of collective pitch that's cooking oh it's cooking dude i got let's see out of the, I can't remember how many flights I got today, but I had a handful of runs uh, that 
registered peak speeds, not average, but peak speeds in excess of 300 kilometers an hour. Nice. So it's, it's getting going. That's That's moving. Dude, Dude, it's whoo. And the sound is just, (laughs) it's just ridiculous. Anyway, I'm super excited about that. Really happy. I'm going to be getting out uh, later this weekend. My my family's coming in on Sunday morning uh, to hang out with Charlie and Marnie while I'm at Urcha. And so that pretty much means all of Sunday and all of Monday, I've got me time to get ready for the event. So I'll be flying, doing last minute wrenching. Uh, the The final thing that happened this week was that uh, I pulled the trigger on something. We talked about it last week. And that was Chance Sue of RC Mania uh, teamed up with George, George Van Gansen of Scorpion Power Systems, to do a 30-kit limited run TDR Speed Ultimate kit, like an upgrade kit. Mm -hmm. Well, I bought it. They announced it on Monday. It came out on the sales page, only 30 available. I got my email in. Tony sent me an email back and said, you made you, you made it in time. Here's your PayPal info. Get her done. And it showed up on my doorstep today. And it is freaking impressive. All metal gears, all of its hardened stainless steel. There's not a single piece of plastic in it. All two millimeter like five layer carbon fiber, real carbon fiber, not the veneer shit uh, on the frame upgrades. Mm -hmm. This thing is going to be amazing. So all I have to do is get a 12 millimeter swash plate and I've got a spare goblin 700 swash. So I think I'm going to use that Uh, chance. I talked to chance on the phone and he said that he uses an align swash plate and align balls. But I figure I've got goblin stuff, so why not use it? Uh, but here's the question. Do I get that thing built up before I leave for Urcha so that I can compete the TDR in pro mod with the full metal gear set? Because what that basically will allow me to do is remove the head speed constraint of 23, uh, 2300 RPM. Um, I was talking to Chance and his TDV, he runs 2,900 RPM at 18 degrees of pitch. Oh, oh my goodness. goodness. Now, that, that uh, little factoid is also the reason why I will likely not be placing anywhere close to first <laughs> in the unlimited class <laughs> because my Diablo speed, while it can handle 2,900, I don't know if it can handle 18 degrees of pitch on top of that. I mean, that's with George's 50-35-500 motor, freaking 20,000 watts. You never know until you try. It's true. But, but yeah, I mean, uh, you think I should just nah. keep the TDR the way it yeah. is? Yeah, you don't no, I would do. upgrade the gears. Because no. you're going to compete in the same class with it, right? Yeah. Oh, yeah, it'll still go in Pro Mod. It'll just let me, now I can spin it at, like, 26 2700 mm, that's uh seems like a no-brainer kind of like saying 
Yeah, but Here's you got to tune that'll in. will make you your junk yeah. three inches longer. Should I take should. it? Yes, you should. <laughs> you have time to tune it? You have time to tune it and get all that well, shit okay, done? Okay, so that's that's what I that's the reason why I was asking. And that's Dan, the reason because, why I'm saying no, you don't have time to tune it. Build build a Gowie and get all that shit done? The Gowie's built. Yeah. Is it, is it ready? Completely? Uh, It'll be made in tomorrow. Mm. I say go for it. You know, it. I, I you're think gonna I, get I think smoked I'm with if you, you don't, Nick. You're gonna get smoked if you don't. You're gonna get smoked anyway. <laughs> I may still get smoked, <laughs> but at least I won't look back and say I could have done better. Could have upgraded by not douching out on this awesome upgrade. Kit but you already have, part. and I had all the, yeah, I had all the parts that I needed to go a shit ton faster. But instead, right there. I settled for mediocrity. Mm. I ain't got Better no upgrade. time for that. Yep. All right, all right. We'll get her done. It's only a couple more days to burn the candle. Got time to sleep on the plane. That's right. That's absolutely correct. Other than that, uh, so I did get flying in. I have been simming. I've bought way too much and sold way too little. Which is to say, I've sold nothing this week. <laughs> I've bought everything. <laughs> it seems at least. TDR Ultimate Upgrade, a GPS system for the Gowie, a tele- telemetry expander. Um, what else? Oh, a J-Log, um, some batteries. Yeah. yeah, that's about right. Sounds like a pretty normal week. Yeah. Yeah. Hmm. I'm excited, guys. Urcha. Oh, yeah. Yeah, dude. That's exciting stuff. Everybody's starting to starting to fire up their Urcha. Here we come. Facebook posts. It's making me a little sad. Yeah, I'm, I'm just going to give everyone a warning now while they're listening to this. I am going to be posting a lot from Urcha. So if that is like offensive to you, then just unfriend me on Facebook until the following week. I find that highly offensive. Are you offended by that? That's uh, what we do these days. I'm going to so. post that shit directly to your wall. It's going to tag you in every That's what post. we do these days. Like, Urcha update number 234. Here you go, Damn. Dan. Yeah. Well, just going with the flow, man. So we do. We we get offended by shit. So. It's okay, dude. I I will I will personally comb the flight line to find all of the tents that have multi rotor shit under them, and then I will take pictures for you. Uh that might be a good way to get me to unfriend you because I'm kind of getting sick of multi rotors. To be honest, oh yeah, okay. <laughs> you done? That's that's all I got, guys. All right. Do we have any news this week? We do. Uh, is the news brought to you by? <laughs> yeah. Who's the news brought to us by this week? I was going to go there, but decided not to. It's brought to you by the word. No. No, it's not. Having a trailer full of new hellies isn't anything to complain about, but we're still talking about the same old dumb-thumbing, triple-sow-cowing, Charlie Chaplin-Ottoan pilot behind the sticks. 
Now, I'm not exactly easy on my helis, and when I need parts, I need them fast. This is where Lower Heli comes to the rescue. With a great variety of my personal favorite heli parts and batteries, no matter how bad the crash, I'm sure to be able to get right back in the air to do it all over again. Fly lower at www.lowerheli.com. All right. No, this week's news is brought to you by all of the pe- awesome people on Hel- Heli Freak helping us with the news. <laughs> we dig Get that. it all in one place. We dig it. We are are we at some point actually going to get back to supplying our own news, or have we just basically jumped on the cop-out wagon? Yeah, I kind of... Well, no, it's not the cop-out wagon. It's the it's same like, thing we okay. were doing before, except it's a different source. Different source, yeah. 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 Okay. And I, all right. I actually right. think it's better because okay, I'm gonna play off your attempt at slander and, and say <laughs> nice. And I'm gonna say absolutely, mm. we're gonna do it this way because what better way than to get our listeners involved and help collectively put together a better news to get out to more people? So. Put that in your speed canopy and rub it down. Rub it down, baby. Boom. <laughs> rub it down. That wow. just Boom. happened. That, happened. that was impactful. <laughs> Sit down. <laughs> <laughs> you sit down, you just need to put on your MPV goggles up. and sit the fuck down. Yeah. <laughs> All right. <laughs> You've been told. Okay, here we go. Um, so, uh, <laughs> uh, BK Designs, uh, owner of BK Servos has put out a new servo. We have the DS7002 HV. Uh, they've got, Bert put up a nice video where he kind of goes through a walkthrough. These are the Coreless servos, the, the newer version of the Coreless. Except now they are packed into the same all-aluminum case that the brushless servos are. Faster and stronger, which is kind of creepy to really think about because they're just nasty good anyway. Uh, But yeah, check this video out. He gives a nice little kind of uh, an overview of the servo. And then there is uh, a flight video. Kind of tied into it at the end of team pilot Kyle Stacy beating the ever living crap out of them, dude. He uh, he beat, beat the crap <laughs> out of them all right. <laughs> nice. Uh, yeah. It's you know it seems like we're so busy. I I don't get to watch a lot of flight videos anymore, and I guess we'll tie this into Urcha. I'm really bummed because I said I actually put this one up in full screen on my external monitor and, and watch through it. And it's like, Oh my mother, this kid is just hammering on his helis so hard on helis, but it's, it's awesome. Um, so they're obviously working for him. Uh, I I'm sold. Uh, let's see. We also have, um, We've got some more information on, you know, this was rumored. Now it's definitely confirmed. HD Cell has the new HD 750 coming out. 
Dude, no. I'm you know, excited about this model. This thing looks, they've got pictures up. I've got a link in the show notes um, to a thread on Helifreak where they're kind of dropping, you know, they're dropping teaser pictures here and there. It really looks clean. I mean, just a, a very nice, you know, the, the HD, if you've ever seen one in person, it's a, it's a very unique design, but it, it's got a, how, how would I put it? It's like you look at it and you can respect the engineering, you know, it's, it's unique in its own way, but it's like, wow, that's actually really clean. Um, the canopy, I, I love the canopy shape myself. I think they did a really good job on it. You know, I'd need to see it in person to to confirm that. But just from the pictures, I mean, it, it overall, it looks like a, a very cleanly put together heli. Uh, it's got carbon skids, which were kind of like, yeah, you know, still not a huge fan. I, I think Gene, they look good on yeah. this model, though. I mean, they did a pretty good job. They did. They did a really good job of tying them into the airframe. Mm-hmm. Uh, that belt is, f- is monstrous. Was, <laughs> yeah, that's like, that picture hey, up. give me my Honda timing belt back, <laughs> please, because yeah. I'm going to need to put that on my car to drive to work. Uh, it matches the tail boom, which is ginormous as well. I love that tail boom. Yeah, I it's, it's I agree cool. with you though. It I'm overall it. looks really, really clean. Um, just a n- nice layout, clean, nice looking heli. Looks good. Yep. Yeah. Not I, choppy I think at all. They did. They so couple of things. One is I agree with everything you said on the 500, Nick. It really is. It's an impressive piece of engineering. That said. Uh, as great of a model as it is, we know if you've ever talked to someone who's flown it. It, it has, I wouldn't say challenges, it works great, but there are features of it that in hindsight you would you might want to redo if you had an it opportunity. It was over-engineered, and in my opinion. Say that again? I believe that it was over-engineered. Yeah, Everyone okay, that's, like that's says, fair. oh my gosh, this thing is like the smoothest, cleanest, nicest flying heli, but you really don't want to put one in. You know, because it's just it it was a high component count. Right. Right. Exactly. This, however, looks like uh, they they took the feedback and the lessons learned from the 500 and they said, this is how we're going to do it on a 700. And I feel like they've nailed it. I mean, just based on the picks, it's hard to say until it actually flies and we know there aren't any issues with it. But uh, the the other the other aspect of it. If you guys are familiar with the layout of a Banshee, um, it has a very similar drive system layout as the Banshee with the beefy belts and the way that the motor interfaces. Uh, so definitely a proven concept. Let's see if they pulled it off, though. Cool, man. Well, I've got one more on here, and... Justin, uh, you probably are more educated than I am on this. Why don't you give us the scoop on what is this whole Excalibur thing? Aha, yes. So Excalibur is a brand new speed blade that Halo has been working on. 
Uh, it's a 720 millimeter blade, and it really is, from what I'm seeing here, unlike anything we've seen. I mean, last week we talked about Chance announcing his 720XSs, and they had the, what'd you call it, Nick? They were like the boomerang blades, right, with the tip? Yep. Uh, and I Down talked under. To, yeah, exactly, from down under. Uh, I talked a little bit about that and what the benefits are, and I mentioned... Uh, when we were talking about that, about the British Experimental Rotorcraft Program, BERP blade, B-E-R-P, and that it looks similar to that. Now, when you look at the halo blades, the tip looks way more like a BERP blade than even the ones that Chance had. Um, they don't give you really all that much detail. The announcement only really had sort of a drawing or like an outline of the blade. But you mm -hmm. can see some pretty impressive features. First of all, it definitely has a burp-type concept on the tip. And as we mentioned last week, that's going to help a lot with uh, retreating blade stall, with uh, compressibility effects close to transonic or, or um, you know, critical Mach number on the, uh, the leading blade, and... If they did it correctly, and, and it's a big if because, you, I mean, just because it looks shaped correctly doesn't mean that it is, but I bet you these guys put their, their time in, then it will allow for uh, getting another degree or two of collective or, or of total pitch on the blade before it actually starts to stall. Mm -hmm. um, they also have a variation in cord width over the length of the blade, which... Yep. Other than the 713X blades, I've never seen in another speed blade. So that's pretty impressive, too. So we'll have to see what this is all about. Uh, I'm, hey, I, I right now I feel like I'm a kid in a candy store with all the speed stuff going on. And blades, you know what? Let's see some new blades. And then the next thing we got to do is we need more ESCs and batteries that don't suck ass. <laughs> yeah so hey let me ask you a, a nerd question is there is there room for application of all this tip neck technology in 3d or is this really more just speed related uh, i i mean there is i'm sure that the blades will have their own unique flavor and feel to them in 3d but the specific details uh, of these tips, like the burp style tip, are meant, they are meant for increasing the flight envelope of the model, in particular with regard to speed and uh, angle of attack of the blades. So maybe, I mean, I know someone's going to, you know, Halo's going to release these, someone's going to go 3D. Problem is, right, that, difference between speed and 3d is how it's cg and it's total yeah. weight mm. and so these guys i'm gonna guess are probably in the you know mid 200s in grams per blade that's a pretty dumpy ass blade for 3d i mean you, yeah. you want 180 to 200 or so right yeah probably i seem to like 190 yeah 95 so now throw another 60 grams on mm. there per blade Ouch. True. That'll be interesting. Cool. Well, thanks for the input. 
Jesse, we got one more on here that I know you want to take this one, so go for it, man. All right, so there was... So kind of, I guess, falling off the HD thing. There's another heli announced with some pictures this last week. Do you guys see the announcement of the Synergy 766? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Hell yes, dude. Yeah, we I agree. It. I think it was pretty obvious from the pictures, but... Or from the kind of teaser pictures that we got. But now we have some full model pictures and some details. So it looks like this helicopter is going to be capable of running 716s, 766, or 806 millimeter blades. And it looks like they're doing that by offering different size tail booms. So pretty cool. It looks like a very versatile uh, model that's going to be able to accommodate Lots of different sizes of blades. I think lots of different pilot skill levels and flying styles. And another super interesting thing is they got a couple different options for both tail boom style and length. And so they kind of got that whole enclosed um, solid tail boom going back where that, you know, just kind of flows in with the canopy, kind of the goblin style. And they got your traditional style tail Mm -hmm. boom. And then the other interesting thing, which I don't know if we've seen this yet, is it looks kind of like a two-piece canopy design. Yeah, it's a, like I, like a front and a rear canopy that all kind of, you know, mm-hmm. at the front of the helicopter merge. It, you know, the the lines all match up and everything, and it kind of merges into one to form the shape of a more traditional canopy. But it, it actually is two pieces. Okay, be honest. First thing you thought when you saw that. Forza. Transformers. Transformers, and that's a lot of little grommets and stuff to <laughs> put yeah, on for well, your yeah, canopy. That's, that's true, Jesse. That's what I was thinking. But do you But I mean, do you really have to take the back one off? I I don't know. Maybe I mean that's a good uh, point. You could probably access so I, I'm guessing it's just a probably cover, access isn't it? batteries. Let's, let's speculate and, a little bit as to what the purpose of that is? What what do, what do we think that could be for? I think why, it's just why a, would you split it? Uh, I mean, other t- than the no one else has done it. I think it's just so that you can potentially tie in a tail boom cleanly if you want, and to not make. I mean, because let's be honest, all the helis that have canopies that wrap all the way around. And, and go into a tail boom, you know, real, a covered tail boom seamlessly, Goblin, you know, any of the other ones, mm-hmm. getting the canopy on and off is not particularly the funnest. And it's mostly due to that back piece. And it's mostly due to the yeah, back so piece. Yeah, so if you eliminated so, that, okay, all right. and you just had to take the front off, yeah. I could see that. I, I, I'm i following. Yeah, that that's possible. Yeah, that I hadn't really thought about. Because, yeah, if you only got a that front piece off then it's really just back to your traditional traditional style canopy couple mounts yeah what i'm That's wondering idea. is whether it has been made modular like that so that you can attach different back pieces so like the piece that we see there is the back piece for a standard canopy and you stick the one on the front and you're good to go what if there's like a a larger back piece that mm-hmm. actually envelopes the whole back and becomes the back half of a speed canopy. Gotcha. Oh, yeah. Yep. 
I can see I, that. I mean, could... Matt, Matt's, Matt's getting into speed in his older years, right? He's competing <laughs> again this year. Older oh, years. Oh, well. Hmm. Yeah, who, who knows? So, I don't know. I don't, don't see a price. Don't see a release date or anything like that, but it is pretty cool. We do have, you know, detailed pictures now, so start looking at it and he's he's posting up some some shots of different systems and torque tube drive and the main gear and auto rotation gear assembly system and kind of all that stuff exploded out and so kind of letting you dig into it and see what it has to offer so looks pr- you think the price is going to be above or below one thousand dollars retail above eleven hundred i would guess i'm gonna I'm guess twelve ninety nine Whoa! Really? Eight hundred. I guess it it depends on what configuration it's going to come stock. Because it has seven sixty six in the name. Yeah, that's a good point. I bet you it'll come like that stock with seven sixty sixes. That's my guess. Yeah, he'll sell it as a seven fifty. Seven fifty kit. Yeah. Okay, maybe twelve ninety nine. Yeah, bucks maybe you're right, right if there. that's what it's going to be. Yeah, I was thinking eleven or twelve hundred. I'm going eleven. Eleven, Dan. I was thinking twelve right from the beginning. Okay, but uh, somewhere in that range, I'll go. Nick's going eleven. I'll go eleven fifty. I'll go. I'll go eleven oh one. Just kidding. Eleven fifty. Nice. <laughs> I'll go 12. Well, that's it. I think that's all we got for news. Is it for news? Oh. Legendary Burt Kammerer. BK Servo is proud to present to you its new line of cordless microcyclic and mini tail servos. When you don't want to compromise on performance, but are looking for an affordable, high voltage servo to keep your 360 class heli locked in no matter what you throw at it, look no further than the BK DS3001 HV cyclic servos. Designed specifically to handle the rigors of today's 360 to 380 millimeter models, the BK DS3001 HV High Torque Cyclic Micro Servos will keep you connected. And for amazing tail performance, look no further than the BK DS5005 HV Mini High Speed Tail Servo, which will hold through the worst that you can throw at it. BK Servo. Coming to a 360-class heli near you. Well, the big week's coming up. Bigger two It is. The big week in which the rest of us cower and curse at all the people that are there. Just like the good old yep. days, like we used to. Like, don't don't curse at me, dude. Oh, we curse you all the time, whether you're at Urcher or not. 
<laughs> now we just have Busted an actual excuse. Bastards. <laughs> so, I guess, you know, we were kind of deciding what we were going to talk about this week. And being that Urch is coming here soon, Justin's getting ready to, to go. Why don't we uh, spend a little time talking about Justin? What I know we've talked about it. You've talked about it a little, but can you give us some specifics on what you had to do to get ready to go to Urcha? Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Um, well, it, you know, if you take it back several months, the first thing you got to do is actually make the decision that you're going to pull that trigger. Yeah. And that's hard because uh, we learned last year about the driving thing. Uh, and I didn't want to do that again. So I decided to buy a plane ticket and they're not cheap at all. Uh, so I think back in April or so time frame, I ended up pulling the trigger on a plane flight there and a hotel and a rental car, you know, all in. Um, and it was basically from Tuesday to Sunday, right? That's, that's kind of like the bulk of Urch. I know a lot of people will show up as early as the previous weekend, uh, because that gives you an opportunity to meet up with some friends, uh, a lot of whom are already there and get some flying in before the whole big event happens. Uh, but I, I, I figured we'll go Tuesday to Sunday that gets a majority of stuff in. And even, even four or five months out, uh, the total cost was about a thousand dollars. So not cheap not cheap at all. And, and you're committed once you go, yeah. go that way. Uh, after that, it really just came down to figuring out exactly how I was going to pack stuff. What was I bringing at the time? I wasn't sure how many helis I could bring or wanted to bring. I knew I was going to compete in the speed cup. That was a given. Um, and, and basically began talking to a, a variety of different people who shipped their helis. I've had good conversations with Kyle Stacy and Josh Moen, Bert, a couple of other people, uh, who had really good suggestions as well as, uh, a few listeners who have done it in the past to Urcha and other events. And that's when I decided to get the double golf bag. And we just talked about the status of that earlier in the show. Mm -hmm. uh, so I think I'm all ready to go on that end of things. Tell us about your, uh, the, the, the traveling there. What, I mean, have, have you flown to a big event with all your helis before? Is this the first time not, you're doing that? No, not with the helis. Are you ready for it? Uh, I mean, I know you've talked I, to a couple of the guys that do a lot of traveling. Have they been able to sufficiently prepare you for what you're about to intake? Probably not. No. Yeah. I, and I'm sure I'm going to miss something along the way or do something wrong. I mean, let's 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 paint the picture here. I have a double golf case, which is pretty much large enough to fit a full sized man <laughs> in it. OK, probably going to come out to about 75 or 80 pounds. Then I think I'm going to have a backpack as a carry on. And another small thing for clothing and other miscellaneous crap, right? I got to carry on my lipos, which makes me nervous. I've done that before, right? If you remember back in January, I flew to Denver on a family vacation oh, that's right. and yeah. brought the chase and a couple of small lipos, but those were tiny. Yeah. And now we're talking about beefy ass lipos. 
you know, the 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 TSA limit is, I think, 100 or 120 watt hours, which is basically the size of each six to seven S cell if they're four to five thousand milliamp hours. And I, I think above a certain amount, you can only take two. I've heard a couple of horror stories where they've pulled the packs out. And while they did meet the guidelines, the 100 watt hour guidelines, for whatever reason, the TSA didn't like it and they decided, nope, you're not taking your packs. So either throw them in the trash or call someone to come and pick them up or you can ship them out. Okay, that's that's going to be a bad day if that's what happens, because yeah. I've got a lot of packs to transport. I've got one, two, three. I've got. Why not ship? Why didn't eight. you ship them to your hotel? That is my backup plan. Over, um, overnight them if they make you. If, if they, yeah, if I get to the, and I'm going to the airport early, like many hours, yeah, at least three hours so before your, the flight. Your packs might be to Indiana. Yeah, dude, seriously. <laughs> because if they, if they pull me out of line and say, you can't bring these, then I got to run back out of the security and get it overnighted to the hotel. Yeah. Um, the, you know, the other aspect of it that I'm a little nervous about is how are they going to treat the luggage when it gets shipped, when it gets put in the plane? Uh, um, who was it? Kyle talking to Kyle about this. And I, and I think I mentioned this. He told me, you got to get a strap, dude, put a strap around there, zip tie the strap to the case, because if you don't, they may pull the case open and then forget to put the strap back on there. He was telling me that one of his buddies actually didn't strap theirs down. And when it came down off the little ramp onto the luggage, like carousel, the whole damn thing came open (laughs) and heavy stuff went everywhere. So yeah, that we got to avoid that. That would destroy the speed helis and uh, pretty much put an end to any flying. I would, I would bet. I would imagine Um, so. You know, once I get there, Dan, the other part that I kind of gambled on, and and you guys can appreciate that since you've been there, you were with us uh, last year, no golf cart. So what am I going to do? I didn't get a golf cart. I rented a car. I am going to attempt to use the car as a golf cart. Because I, I... I'm going to be spending a majority of my time at the speed cup site, which is site three, which you guys know is about half three quarters of a mile North of the main flight line. And I'm staying in a hotel, so I'm not camping anywhere. I figure, why can't I throw all my crap in the back of the rental car and just cart stuff around? Yeah. Yeah. Saves, saves another couple hundred bucks because the golf carts are certainly not cheap. They make a killing off those golf carts, yes, man. Yes, they oh, do. Dude. I mean, what we paid 200 bucks? I think yeah. so. 250 bucks last year for, for five a golf days. Cart. Yeah. So you're looking forward to it? You're excited? Oh, I'm super excited. Absolutely. So, Nick and Jesse, are you guys sad that we're not going this year? Does it kind of bum you out now that we're here? And Do you think? I mean, <laughs> yeah, I would say so. Yeah. Yeah. I mean there's it's so complete completely not feasible for me this year. 
you know, with the remodel and everything, I kind of knew that going in. So mentally I was a little more prepped for it. I mean, I knew at the beginning of the year, I'm not going to Urcher this year. Yeah. So you had time to so, let it sink in a little bit. Yeah, that did kind of make it a little bit better. Um, and for me personally, timing wise, it, it, it's kind of worked out good because, you know, everything peaks so much at Urcha that it's kind of nice to take a little bit of load off of myself. You know what I mean? Like I can take a little bit of Nick time while Urcha's going on because I don't, I don't feel the need to be like just crazy involved in everything all the time. Cause what anything that I do over here is going to be dwarfed by what's going on in Urcha. So just kind of let it do its thing, which, you know, we've talked about. Sometimes you need to take those those little bit of downtime, you know, to kind of recoup and come back in with it hard uh, to really hit it hard when you get back. And so that's that is what I'm using the Urcha time for myself. And I'm really excited about that. I think it's going to, you know, going to kind of help revive me and and get get me back into the zone so to say but yeah it's hard i love seeing all the new stuff yeah you know i love that man it was just crazy to be able to go there and see all the new stuff and you know truthfully if i could not go and do anything else i just miss hanging out with the people you know we spend yeah. so much time i do texting and sending messages back and forth to people all over the world that, you know, it's so, it's such a cool experience to just be able to walk up to that person, shake their hand. And it's like, you're not meeting them for the first time. I like, I know this guy, you know what I mean? Um, I've gotten to know his personality and everything. And, and just to be able to kick back with those people and laugh and, and hang out. That's what I'm going to miss the most. Hmm. How about you, Jesse? Yeah, I kind of think, you know, it sounds sounds all good when we're talking about this. Three, four months ago, still a ways off. You know, the excitement's not really building. You're not seeing all the Facebook posts yet of people starting to go. And But as you get closer and closer to the event, yeah, I think it definitely starts to set in. And you just kind of realize, man, we, we built up to it for so long that we wanted to go last year, you know, for for three or four years in the hobby, you just build up to it. You finally make it and you get that little bit of taste of Urcha and you tell yourself, okay, I'm going to do everything I can to get back here every single year because you realize that for this hobby, for the you know, flying RC helicopters, that that's just, I mean, that's where it's at. If you're in the hobby, at some point in time, you're trying to make it to Urcha. Just, it comes up for everyone in the hobby. And so once you finally get a little bit of taste of that, to now the next year, as the excitement starts to build and you start seeing those posts, it kind of feels like you know, a little, yeah, definitely a little piece is missing or you're, you didn't quite jump on the ship this year. So it's hard seeing all that stuff. And you know, exactly what Nick mentioned, it's just an awesome experience going there, seeing all the new products that get released and just the whole environment that Urcha brings. For me, I really enjoyed you know, watching all those guys out there throwing down, being a part and watching the one competition, seeing the night flying, and then as always, meeting tons of listeners and just getting a chance to kick back, hang out, be ourselves and really just take it all in. So kind of missing out on that experience this year is definitely setting in. 
Huh. Yeah, I uh I don't know. I I'm I every year this time of year, I it's like you start looking at the Facebook posts and you're like, ah. Part of me wants to be there. But I think a larger part of me isn't really that hurt about not being there. That makes sense because it's like I it was fun. And I had a good time. Um, it was a tough trip just because of the, the way we did it. But I don't, I mean, like I said, part of me wishes I was there, but I just don't, it's, it's, it's not, it's not bothering me so much that I'm not. Uh, the thing I will miss the most is getting to, to meet listeners, um, that tell you stories about, you know, what the, what episodes they like the best. And, um, you know, it's about, you get a chance to really kind of connect with, with people that have been listening for 200 episodes, essentially that have made a connection with the personalities that is the four of us and previous hosts as well. And, uh, to just kind of hear their stories and get to that, was a really cool experience. But as far as yeah. the whole hype of it all, I'm not really kind of, I'm not really a hype kind of guy when it comes to that kind of stuff. I don't, I wasn't too, I mean, it was cool to see all the stuff, but I wasn't, it wasn't a focus of mine when I was there. I mean, I, I was more about the just hanging out. I mean, I, although the trip was not, I, the actual drive wasn't particularly super comfortable it was very memorable and that that's the kind of stuff that's going to stick with me throughout for the rest of my days because it's like you get you know those experiences for the trip like that drive there my god you know do i want to do that again eh. would i enjoy <laughs> doing it again yeah but looking back, if I did do it again next year, there would be things that happened that I would just smile a little bit about. So those those kind of things is what I'm most going to miss about not doing Urcha this year. It's not so much about the being at Urcha that I'm going to miss. It's it's the experiences and hanging out with folks that I'd probably miss the most. You know, as far as the event itself, it's kind of a big commercial endeavor, you know, and it's kind of a, I don't know, a turn off is the wrong word, but it's not really appealing to me, that, that aspect of it. But getting to yeah. meet all those people and hear all those stories, mm -hmm. um, it's, it was fantastic. That was awesome. And that's what I'm going to miss this year more than anything. Yeah, I, I hear you, dude. I mean, looking back from last year, there we, we had challenges, that's for sure. And no, that's not a trip that I would necessarily want to make again, although it was memorable. I could personally see myself doing another road trip to Urcha, but this time uh, I think I would want us to do it differently with better accommodations and taking more time. I mean, at first there was something 
exciting about, hey, we're going to, you know, Nick and I are going to drive over to Montana and we're going to pick up the RV and then we're going to pick this person up and go here and there and just rush there, you know, 24-7 driving. And once we got through, I think we got through that on adrenaline, just like, hey, this is our first Urcha trip. Yeah, there are aspects of this that suck, but we're going to Urcha on the way back. It was kind of like, oh, <laughs> it was shit. like a drone. It was like a steady. We got to just... do this. Yeah. You know, yeah. I mean, I can remember uh, driving out of Urcha after we got pulled over by the president and the vice president <laughs> um, for flying uh, a multi rotor. And I-, I can remember driving down around that big curving road. You know, the things that you always see in the trailer videos with the little urcha helicopter insignia painted on the ground and we're passing all of that and going past the flight line and i'm thinking this was an absolutely spectacular experience and now i just want to be home and that is not going to happen i have easily two two and a half full days of horrible driving and we may i mean it went quick we got through it but I think the key to it for me would be to take more time on either end. I think I'd also want to show up like Saturday, the, the, the weekend before. Yeah. So that we, like the four of us can just hang out with others there, but just the four of us going and having fun flying. Just getting getting acquainted with the whole thing. Yeah, because yeah. it did kind of feel like we just got there and started running immediately. That's exactly, yeah, we, we rolled yeah, up at we like did. 2 o'clock in the morning. Uh, we slept for four hours, got up, set things up, and then it was just balls to the wall for the next five days. Yeah. So it's fun though, man! What an amazing trip! For those of you who haven't haven't done it, oh, you you got to do it once. I mean, got to be on your bucket list. Yeah, you, and you got to try to do it as comfortably as you can, but you don't don't have to go crazy. You know, you, I suppose a guy with a with a, a small pickup and a tent. As long as you don't have a lot of people to deal, you know, that are coming with you, you could make that happen pretty cheap and relatively comfortable, I think. Yeah, I agree. And I mean, even with a couple of people, I love road trips. I always have. But the 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 flying thing is going to be nice this year. We'll get there comfortably. Uh, you know, the first year we had to camp because we wanted to bring our you know, macho Pacific Northwest. We're going to stay up until all, all hours of the night at the field and party. There's nothing macho about that. I'm just, I'm being a little sarcastic, yeah, right? Because people give us hard times you're about throwing it. throwing the East Coasters a bone there is what you're Yeah, doing. but uh, I think we quickly realized that we were the only people at the freaking field, <laughs> which is okay. But I mean, when all of your friends are running off to a, a freaking bar or a restaurant, uh, you know, so yeah. it, it'll be nice to know, to go there knowing this year that I kind of understand how it all works. Okay. You know, Tuesday yeah. through Thursday night, I'm basically going to hang out with my buddies, teammates, friends, listeners, and, you know, go and do dinner wherever out in the town, then go back to my hotel, wrench a little bit, you know, catch up on social media and get some rest. Friday swarm party we're gonna hang out and do do swarm party stuff and then Saturday is the whole night 
festivities deal, followed by the mass exodus of people from the site. <laughs> Wasn't that creepy? Oh, man, the line that of was cars. Creepy. That was weird. And I'll 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 be honest with you, Dan. I mean, thinking through my itinerary for this trip, I have to leave. I fly out Sunday morning at six, and I, I got to get everything repacked up and you so know broken down and ready to go. You're going to be in that line of, of. Well, no, I'm seriously considering skipping the night fly competition because that doesn't do it for me to begin with. Mm-mm. Really? Oh, really? Nope. That's weird. nope least interesting bit of urcha are yep. you kidding uh, me that uh, watching mitch do the most epic blade scrape i've uh, ever seen like a nope. solid minute yeah. and a half no i'm not i mean i'll tell you what i enjoyed the ohb night competition last december more than the urcha one hmm hmm so I, you know, I mean, I'm I'm gonna stick around for the one and all the, you know, the other different competitions and the giveaways. But I may bail on the night flight, go and get an early dinner, head back to the hotel, and start breaking crap down because I gotta get to the airport again like four hours early so that they don't screw my shit up. I'm gonna miss winning stuff. Screw you guys. What well, you did miss winning stuff. What do you mean? You didn't win much last year, did you? I won a mini V-bar. Oh, yeah. That's right. That's right. Okay. Sorry. You're right. I didn't and win jack shit. You, you did Dan. not. Yeah, you won nothing. <laughs> and I didn't. I don't win at those things, ever. Unless it's a planker event. Yeah. And I'll walk away with a big-ass plane. You know what? <laughs> Go figure. I won a mini V, and that mini V took me down a path. Down the V bar path, <laughs> yep, to to where I am today. That's that's pretty funny. Now that I sit back and Man. think about it, I never really thought about that, what got that me going. Single mini V from, from Urcha, Urcha last year. Yep, that's and when I started flying V bar more, and then I really, yep, it completely turned the tables. Yeah, that completely changed a couple aspects of the hobby. That's a <laughs> that's funny. Yeah, yeah, you know that's that's uh I hadn't thought about the whole winning stuff. Maybe so I'll win something. Kind of like knows? a drug dealer selling you like a cheap dime bag, you know? Yeah, like a little. Here's your little starter bag, buddy. <laughs> Plenty more <laughs> where this came from. Yep. Hey, I mean, whatever. It's cool. I'm cool with it. I I am most looking forward to the people, though, Dan. I agree with you, listeners, um, teammates, uh, just friends in the hobby in general. I mean, uh, it's just like Nick said. We talk to so many people on a regular basis. I mean, I've got and and thank you to all the listeners who have pinged me on this. I've gotten many listener emails and texts saying, hey, if you need anything, let me know. If you forget a tool, you're more than welcome to pit at my tent or I had a couple of people ask what kind of beer or alcohol I like. <laughs> I mean, uh, just it's it's really overwhelming and greatly appreciated. It really is. Okay, so I got one more. Um, one more that I wanted that um, I guess it kind of ties into the people thing, but who was, uh, I'm curious to you guys, 
who was the coolest person that you got to meet like in person? Someone that maybe you had talked to, maybe you hadn't talked to him before, but just that like you met him and you're like, wow, okay, that was pretty freaking cool. You know, maybe it's a situation of you're a little bit starstruck, like, holy cow, I can't believe I'm actually meeting this person for the first time. Or, uh, you know, like I was talking about, Dude, it, I've, I've got great this one. to meet an online friend. I, I got this one. Ready? Ready. Sean White. Ready. Who? Sean White. Oh, Sean White. <laughs> yes, dude. Uh, oh, uh, my God. <laughs> I forgot all about that. Swarm party, Friday yeah. night. That some bitch was popping rum balls like you would not believe. <laughs> he was popping balls, all right. Oh, oh man. Wow. Sean freaking White. I can't believe how many people we had believed, seriously believed that Jesse was Sean White. That was epic. It and that was, was actually, it was incredible. <laughs> <laughs> I'm, I impressed myself yeah, I was like, on that one. I did not think this would work. I, half the people, I just want to go, wait, are you, for, are you serious? <laughs> for real? No, Justin, seriously. Okay, who who for serious? Uh seriously, I I think for me uh coolest person I met. I mean, coolest is sort of a weird title, but I will say the most memorable meeting was Oliver Jelen. Um he of course is a German team pilot for Henslet and a, and he's a speed guy, right? And, you know, mm -hmm. when I had started getting interested in speed, one of the first names you hear is Oliver because he's won the Speed Cup and had records uh, for the last couple of years or few years at least. And so he was kind of a sort of a big name. And he and I had talked a little bit online beforehand, but not much. We met up at the Speed Cup um, and really sort of hit it off. And I, I now consider Ollie a, a good friend. We keep up on Facebook regularly and exchange, you know, stories and certain things that are going on, talk about helis, talk about speed. And, uh, you know, he, he is a genuinely cool guy. The most, one of the most down to earth, uh, people that I've met in the hobby actually. So that, that was a really awesome experience. Cool. Nice. Jesse. Um, I don't know if any, I mean, one particular person stands out kind of already mentioned it just you know a bunch of listeners that you know, whether you responded to emails facebook chat or whatnot so met tons of listeners but something that was really cool for me was finally having a chance to meet a bunch of the compass team guys um, because kind of being you know up in the northwest corner there wasn't a lot of team guys up there so i had to actually i want to say trying to think here but I, I think i'm correct in saying i'd never been to an event where there was like another compass team guy at the same event it was always just myself you know, repping compass and so being able to go to urcha and finally meet a bunch of those guys that you know we have our facebook pages and stuff that we all chat on and go back and forth talking about the models and stuff but to actually finally be able to meet some of those guys and even some previous compass team pilots so i had a chance to meet like dave kettlehut Jason O'Connell, Sebastian, um, and a lot of those guys. So for me, that was really cool just because, you know, guys I talk to all the time just to finally be able to shake their hand and have a conversation with them. Nice. What about you, Dan? I have two people uh, that 
uh, how, to, I would say, most memorable. And I'm not going to say who this was, but I had a listener kind of pull me off to the side um, one day. And he and I sat down and had about a 20-minute conversation. And he wanted to tell me about his story, um, similar to mine, and that he had some illnesses he was dealing with and got pretty uh, wrapped up in all that stuff. And it, you know, he found some refuge in helicopters and he started listening to the show and he made an instant connection because I was saying similar things. So we had about a 20 minute conversation about those things. And I, you know, that was, that was pretty profound that somebody that I'd never met but had made such a, I would say, a pretty solid connection with my story, my, my personal story, and what, you know, in, in the aspects of which I've talked about on the show. So he was able to kind of relate to that. And it was pretty, um, it was a pretty intense conversation and uh, one that probably will stick with me for the rest of my life. Secondly was, as far as personalities go, I think the coolest person that I met, uh, for lack of a better word, coolest, was Bobby Barr. Uh, his enthusiasm for the hobby that you hear when they do their show, which, by the way, they're back to doing their show. I don't know if we've mentioned that yet. Yeah. Nice. But his enthusiasm and his, his um, what's the word I'm looking for, his... Gosh, his uh, just his 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 personality, charisma. It's, yeah, it's contagious. I mean, he's a he's he's an interesting guy, right? And he he even he's so likable that it's just kind of disgusting in a way. You know what I mean? He's just so damn likable, <laughs> and it's like even if you wanted to not like Bobby Barr, if you had one conversation with him, you're gonna walk away going, "I like that dude." You know what I mean? And oh yeah, yeah. So we had Nick and I actually had a nice long conversation with him, and and you know we had you know similar, <laughs> you know we we were talking about the whole podcasting thing, and we had that in common, and we were talking about the ups and downs of doing that, and it was just a really cool conversation. And and as far as personalities, I would say he was I was probably the most I don't know if I was the most if he was somebody that I was really looking forward to meeting, but I'm super glad that I did. And it was just a good, memorable conversation. Nice. Sweet. That leaves um, you, Nick. Let's see. Yeah. Boy, this one's this one's tough. I'm going to go. Some people might roll their eyes at this, but that's okay. Because I think, you know, with we meet, we get to meet a lot of pro pilots. And I've expressed my opinions on how cool some of them can be and how, uh, you know, to be fair, there's a good chunk of them that are kind of douchey, to be honest. Yes, and so when you meet one that you find that it's just creepy how down to earth they are, to me, it's a really big deal. And it, this kind of sparks it up. And I'm talking about Kyle Stacy and, and you know it's not okay. It's not because he's on he's SAB and so am I or whatever. It doesn't 
No, it doesn't have anything to do with that. <laughs> it was, it's funny. I was editing that video the other night, um, which we put up on our Facebook page and in, on Heli Freak uh, in our sub forum there. Um, when I got to do that interview with him right after he won the one competition, I don't get nervous very often, but that was the first time I'd actually met Kyle. And I'm sitting here like, holy cow, you are going to interview the the winner of the one competition right now. Here we go. Let's do it. And it's kind of funny because after that interview, you know, and then just as much Kyle, his dad. I mean, you want to talk about a cool dude? That's Ray. And the support that he's brought for him, it it kind of opened this relationship of, you know, getting to know Kyle and Ray. And you find out just how down to earth this kid is. He's just so laid back, you know, so humble. And he's just there to help and, and have fun. So I would say that, and there were a lot of other guys, you see him walking by and it's just like sunglasses on straight to the point. Yep. And, and, you know, they, they weren't saying hi to no one that didn't. Ah, it's just like with all of that and how commercialized and everything Urcha is. Here was a dude that just won that couldn't have been any farther from that. So I would say that that was probably one of the, yeah, one of the more memorable people that I would have met. And then it was cool because... Finally getting to meet there and having that impression on me. I'm kind of one of those people where I'm a little different than what people would think. We get on here every week and we record. And so you would just think like I'm this super outgoing. I mean, I am kind of type A personality. Kind but type A. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not... I'm not a real huge people person. You lying bastard. I'm not. In person? No, I'm not. No, he's not, dude. Yeah, he is. I watched him. No, he's (laughs) absolutely... He he has to put effort into it. Trust me. I do. He's very introverted. We've talked through this before. Mm -hmm. You can tell when you've passed Nick's, like, um, (laughs) social... uh, What I don't even know what to call it. Like social interaction meter threshold because he just starts turtling (laughs) and he'll start wrenching on stuff. He'll get really short with you. He'll give you the cold shoulder, but it's not, he's not not, trying to be a dick. He just can't handle it. That's how I'm wired. Naturally an asshole. (laughs) I am. He needs alone time. That is, that is 100% the truth. That is my, that's kind of my root core deal, you know, but when I uh, that goes along with that personality is when I find someone that I like, all of that goes away, and I can just sit and chat and talk for hours. I mean, all day long, nonstop. You know, I sit and I think back of like Justin when we uh, going over to Othello. You know, every year going over there, it is a five-hour drive of just blah, blah, blah. We just go oh, nonstop, yeah, yeah. back and forth, nonstop. It never quits. So to to meet, what I'm getting at is that I don't meet a lot of people like that that don't, you know, 
that that I can that I get to know on that level. I kind of choose those people sparingly. So it's cool to be able to have just one deal at Urcha kind of turn into a so you maybe know, those poor pilots a, that walk by with their sunglasses on and their faces straight, maybe they feel the same way. You know, they probably do. And I'm definitely not saying that I'm right and that they are. And I have, there's probably equal amount of people that walk by me and say the exact same thing. What an ass. What an asshole that guy what is. What a freaking douchebag. Well, what an thinks I'm- unapproachable shit face <laughs> i'm mad all the time so i like to try and be approachable uh much more so than that i just have to watch i have to let meter myself and when i start feeling like i'm kind of i need a little reset time i just have a short battery when it comes to that. yeah i need more re- recharge time i just don't like yeah. people to approach me so yeah day <laughs> But, he sees well, you hey, coming, he starts I, going I, other at way. At least you're being honest, Dan. I'm just not. I am definitely not a people person. There is no question. There, there was a... So, so speaking of people that we weren't really, I don't know, expecting to meet or anticipating, that kind of left an impression. How about Andy from Soco Heli Tools that we pitted next oh, to? Oh, yeah. Andy it's, it's, is freaking yeah. awesome. <laughs> so, yeah, when, good when Dan was talking about Bobby, I was like, yeah, that's... Almost exactly how I felt with Andy too. Just it just so happened that he had the tent right next to us, and man, what a kick in the pants! That was awesome. That guy has got energy yeah. to spare. He was just like eight o'clock in the morning. Good morning, everyone. Hello, everyone. How are you doing? And I'm like, oh my dude. Yeah, nobody <laughs> got past his tent without him greeting no. them. Yeah, working it. Yep. And, and I mean, yeah, okay. He was there as a business and I understand that, you know, he was really putting the time in with the customers, but I don't know. Well, I feel like he really went above and beyond. Yeah, and here's, here's how you can tell you show there as a business and you, you know, it's easy to do that for the first day, day and a half, maybe, but yep. human nature just rules and after a day or two, you're like, screw this. Let them go by. You know what I mean? Seriously. Yeah, yeah. If they don't want to stop and talk, I, I guess that's just the way it is. And he no, didn't. He, no, he, he never, never even flinched. Just always, had a, always had a group of people. He's putting on mini clinics. Yeah, mini clinics like like 10 or 12 times a day. You know? Mm-hmm. Lots of energy. Good guy. Yeah, another good one. one. Which was cool because... I know that it wasn't the, you know, it's English is not his first language. So, uh, you know, him and I have talked back and forth in email many times how he's, you know, seems like a lot of those guys are kind of self-conscious about that. But he just, man, he sold it. I mean, he was out there working it. Didn't matter. Yeah. It's true. Man, I'm going to miss seeing him. Yeah, there's a I mean... You know, we got to meet so many listeners, longtime listeners, you know, uh, Kelly and James and Mark. Yep. And um, just all. Mark was fun to hang yeah. out with. Oh, yeah. Yep. Yeah. It was a kick in the pants to hang out yeah. with. I mean, it was, it was a, that's the stuff that I'm going to miss. I mean, you make that connection with those listeners who have taken the time to, to try to make a connection via email or, you know, Facebook or whatever. And uh, as we do, we'll build up 
you know, relationships, uh, you know, friendships through that, you know, those respective media. And then you get a chance to, to meet them. It's kind of cool. It's kind of cool. And then you get to meet people who have never, who you've not, who, who know you through the show, but have never really corresponded with you. Here's something that I've noticed. Um, and I have to be careful about it. You know, every week we come on the show and we t- basically just, when it comes to helicopters and even sometimes beyond helicopters, we relate to all of our listeners pretty much everything that we're up to. So when you're mm-hmm. standing in a group of folks at an event, whether it's Urcha or even one of our regional events, you know how everyone starts to swap stories, you know. And you'll, I've noticed that I'll start telling a story and then I'll kind of like, ah, you know what? I, I kind of feel like I have to abridge it. I have to make it really quick because you can kind of tell they kind of start smiling, shaking their head. They've heard it. I already know. <laughs> yeah. It's not, yeah. It's not a new story. So you just kind of abridge it and then you realize, yeah, well, they've heard this already. So, uh, it, you got to just, it is very weird. It's very, it is very weird. Yeah. And that's kind of, you know, we, as Bert has, uh, Bert's messed with us about it many times. We, we ramble and we joke and we drag stuff on and, you know, it really is just a Friday night for us. I mean, we're here just to, to bullshit and hang out and have fun. So you kind of forget how open and unedited and you're just going to get you know, you're going to get Dan on Friday night exactly the way Dan is when he got home from work <laughs> yeah. on Friday night. I mean, that's how you're going to get it. No script, no nothing. And it's uh, painfully and obvious kinda, that Bert doesn't know what the hell he's talking about because he's been telling me for years. And when you guys came on, how it's just too damn long. It's too long. Your show's too long. He doesn't know what he's talking about. Everybody always asks. asks He's warming up to it. He listens. Everybody says, why don't you do two shows? Could you guys do another show? God, dude, I would stroke out. Yeah, Yeah, that would be rough. Yeah, I've noticed another thing, too, and this really has nothing to do with Urcha, but especially since the Heli Freak, um, you know, forum that we've got has kind of taken off, you get to... People get to, and it's just it's just a fact of life. Everybody does this. I mean, over a course of four years, two hundred episodes, uh, you get you go through phases where one for six months you're really hot on one helicopter, or in my case, a phrase, or you know, in Justin's case, a phrase, a typical word that's being said. And I think it's kind of fun when listeners kind of point that stuff out you know what i mean and it's just we can't we can't run from it you know there it is and it's just the way it is and it's yeah. fun i i really yep. get a kick out of that yeah because well i think that's yeah that's a good kind of segue into the um you know what we were going to bring up here at the end of the show with the thread on heli freak about episode number 200 last week if you guys missed last week we've got a thread up there dan what did you call it Find the funny, funny finder. The funny finder. The funny, funny finder. finder. The funny finder. So on episode 200, we're going to go, um, that is going to be a compilation of random stupid clips uh, laughing all the way back 
I mean, all the way back. And the way that we did it is we asked we asked for help on this because it is such a huge undertaking. There was no way that mm-hmm. the four of us could do it um, with our workload right now. And so we put a thread up on HeliFreak, and everyone is going in there and volunteering to take one, two, three, four, five, or whatever episodes. And, you know, it was a little bit of a rough start to get everyone kind of on track, <laughs> uh, no matter how well you explain it. You know, bless their souls. They just can't quite <laughs> keep it straight. But it's it's clipping along awesome now. And, you know, there was something that has come out of that that I think is really surprising. When, you know, we're getting the email. Oh, they're just oh, the emails are rolling oh, dude, in now. Yeah, I cannot keep up with it all. There's tons of them. And it out of all the emails that I got, a couple people have written, you know, I wanted to say thanks to you guys for doing this. This is a lot of fun. I forgot about a lot of this stuff. I think I'm going to go back and do a couple more. That's what I've noticed yep. as well. And, and to go back and read the little snippets on the timestamps in the email, you know, oh, okay, this was when, you know, Dan was so excited to get his Goblin 500 <laughs> and said they were the greatest helicopter. You know, I was just dying. And then... Someone did it. I have, like, they found the Justin C.A. Uh, and his figure. Oh, there's actually a specific thread about that. Someone posted up so-and-so picked episode 108. He doesn't know what he's in for. (laughs) Yeah, I mean, and there was another one that was found that we couldn't find. And I remember it was a really big deal. It was like one of the bigger ones that we've had a hard time yeah. finding. Um, God, no, I can't think of it uh, off the top of my head, but man, I mean, just it's it's awesome to go back and to see how far we've changed and how our attitudes have mirrored the randomness in the hobby. You know, you're on something; it's the greatest thing in the whole entire world. And then two months later, oh my gosh, now I'm on to the Screw this piece of shit. (laughs) Yeah, me, holy cow. I me and Justin, I believe, are right at the 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 leaders of that pack for a long time. Whoa, 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 whoa. You were right there. Well, about what? About switching stuff all the time, too. Oh, you mean trying different stuff? Oh Yeah, 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 absolutely. Yes, I agree. I mean, we we blew through oh, some dude, serious. Oh, dude, you and hellies. I took out pretty much every <laughs> brand in the hobby over a two-year period. <laughs> yeah. Yep. Oh, fun times. So yeah, it was kind of. I I had no idea, you know, how much enjoyment I would get out of reading all this and kind of remembering and and yeah, uh, there's stuff that I uh, I'm really forgot about that has been brought back to my memory as soon as I read. The short description, I'm like, oh my god, it's yeah. I've completely the whole clip about comes that. right back to mind. The whole yeah. show, <laughs> yeah, it's pretty. It's going to be a lot of. It, it's still going to be a pretty big undertaking to compile all that, but it's certainly going to be way easier <laughs> having time. To- oh, this was it. This was it. The Dieter, the tech tip with the tools yeah. in your yeah. box. Uh, <laughs> it was like that episode was 31 found. or something like that. Yep, it is. 31. Oh, 
<laughs> Something tells me that uh, episode 196 will be in there as well. <laughs> dude i have received so much feedback on that episode it is awesome people blowing shit out of their noses having to pull over to the side of the road yeah, i was laughing my ass off listening through it again you know i've always kind of had a a rule well a rule kind of less, a rules the wrong word observation you know, because obviously I'm sitting here listening to and participating in the recording of the show. So I know what to expect. I mean, I know what's going to be, what I'm going to be hearing. And if during the editing process, if, if I'm laughing out loud to shit that I know that's going to happen, that's a winner. And yep. Uh, yep. I got to tell you that, doing putting that show together, oh my gosh, I was just like, this is amazing. That's so funny. <laughs> it's so funny to hear that stuff. It's it's pretty it's pretty cool. But yeah, lots of feedback on that episode. That definitely should be in there. <laughs> no, and then I I'm struggling a little bit because I found a file that is called outtakes, and there's probably forty or so clips in there, and um. <laughs> I suppose that most of them should remain outtakes just because of the nature of the content of this. <laughs> uh, probably. <laughs> but No, we got to get some in there. I'm going to try to to fix a few of them. And by fix, I mean just put sensor beeps up. But there's some pretty, pretty rough clips that just maybe should remain... Some use discretion <laughs> in some vault somewhere <laughs> hidden away sealed I, until I 40 years after there passing. are outtakes that should remain as outtakes yeah. <laughs> justin says in yeah, desperation it's like use yeah. discretion dan <laughs> please a lot of it i'm okay with it no <laughs> i know i got the goods on you justin let's just put it that way should you ever run for office or something <laughs> Yeah, that's okay. <laughs> You're not getting far. I tell you that much. <laughs> <laughs> it will haunt you should you run for office. Oh, unless I agree with your politics, then I won't let it. I won't let it. <laughs> okay. Well, then let's talk. <laughs> I'm pretty sure I'm pretty sure we're pretty copacetic on those topics. I don't know. I'm looking forward wow. to to seeing what uh 200, you know, ends up being. I think it's going to be uh Ken's going to help us out. So I've been talking to him a little bit about uh, kind of what we're looking to do. He's going to help compile and piece together some of these clips. And um, I think it's going to be a fa fantastic episode. <laughs> uh, I just, you it's going to be a huge walk down memory lane uh, for those of you who have been listening since way back on episode one and even the teaser prior to episode one um man it's it, it, to, to hear the evolution of production and just the the simple learning of how to do what we do a little bit better each week it's going to be it's going to be kind of a fun trip so i'm looking forward to to hearing it as well uh and i'm probably going to be helping ken put it together mostly so it'll be fun to hear in a final episode though 
So look forward to that. Sweet. That'll be nice. fun. Yeah. Hey, speaking of Ken, we've still got, um, we're still doing pretty good on stock on stuff. Yeah. In the store. So for all of you non-Urcha folk, um, get your t-shirts, hats, all that good stuff uh, while we've got it. We will be doing our best to keep that stocked up. And I think we're doing pretty good so far. Sweet. Well, should we should we do some emails? I yeah. think it's about time to wrap it up. Yeah. So, oh, one more before the emails. Don't forget if you want to be entered to win the Spartan VX One E, you must pre-register for a fun fly September seventeenth to twentieth. Man, oh man, it's going to be the place to be. So get pre-registered and get in that drawing. I would be willing to bet that your chances are pretty friggin' good. Uh, we enter? And I'm going to add on to that. There are three spots remaining on Sean's Pacific Northwest 3D trials. So if you are thinking about it, guys, get in there now and start practicing. If you wanted to get a hold of me, you would send me an email at nick at rchelionation.com. You could send me an email at justin at rchelionation.com or Justin Pucci on Facebook or the forums or come say hi at Urcha. Jesse. You could send me an email to jesse at rchelionation.com or catch me on Facebook and the forums. I'm Dan. You can reach me at Dan K. Reed on the forums. Dan at rchelionation if you wanted to send me an email. And I think that about, uh, well... Facebook, we're at 4,300. I just checked it. 4,330 or something like that. 4,380. Nice. Oh, is that what it is? Seven or something like that. If you uh, were so inclined and you wanted to go hang out on the homepage, you could talk with other heli people if you'd like to. Generally, uh, same group of guys. CE is there if you wanted to ask him some camera questions. He's all about that. I've been seeing he's been talking about that. He was pretty excited that Nick, Nick uh, Crash Expert, that's who I'm talking about. Oh, yeah. I'm pretty excited about that. I do believe that about wraps it up. This has been episode 197. We sure hope you enjoyed listening to this show as much as we've enjoyed making it. Show episode. Said it different this week. Anyway, guys, have a good week. We'll see you next Monday. Adios. Have fun. Later, guys. Talk to you next week. Take it easy, dudes. This has been a production of RC Heli Nation LLC and is brought to you by Soco Heli Tools, Progressive RC, Rev Electrics USA, Lower Heli, BK Servos, and Spartan Flybarless Systems. If you have any comments or questions, please feel free to send us an email.